Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of In Ohio Country Today. I'm Big Dan Wilson, and this week, our feature story is very timely, very important. It's with Aaron Wilson, no relation, but a great friend of our show. He's a meteorologist from The Ohio State University, and we're going to be talking about climate, the weather, our crops, and more importantly, those wildfires from Canada and how they may or may not be affecting our crops here in the Buckeye State. We'll have that feature story and more this week in Ohio Country Today. Midway Trailers and Rodoc Leasing Sales and Service is Ohio's only authorized Timpty dealer. And we have the perfect grain hopper for you. And right now, before September 30th, receive a $1,000 rebate when you finance a new trailer. Midway Trailers, Rodoc Leasing Sales and Service. When you need a haul, give Midway a call. Hi, I'm Alan Davis. And here at Alan Davis Insurance, we strive to be your solutions provider. As a business owner and an active farmer, I know the challenges firsthand that you face to run your business and your farm. Give us a call, 419-738-7447 for your auto, home, life, farm, commercial, crop, and financial services. Or check us out on the web at allendavisinsurance.com. Only Meyer offers the widest range of forage boxes in the industry. Choose between front, rear, and dual discharge boxes. Then pick between wagon mount, trailer mount, or truck mount. Roof or no roof, that's your call. Meyer is there for your operation with the right box and options for you. Visit your local Apple Farm Service to learn which Meyer forage box is right for you. Welcome to St. Mary's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, home of the Ag Pack. Ag Pack is an exclusive package of discounts on products and services you already use on your farm and ranch. And you get Ag Pack with every vehicle you purchase. We are your certified agriculture dealership. You get straight talk, real service, and the right price. St. Mary's Chrysler. Welcome back to In Ohio Country Today. Big Dan Wilson alongside of Aaron Wilson. Well, actually in a Zoom cast, not sitting alongside of Aaron Wilson. Meteorologist from The Ohio State University. Aaron, how are you doing this morning? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, throat's a little sore maybe from all that smoke out there, but other than that, okay. <laughs> Well, that makes the two of us, and I have to say that I have to talk for a living, so I have to use my voice. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a little hazy out there, and We'll get to that in in just a second, but uh, first off, weather-wise, you know, here in July, we're getting very close to wheat harvest. The crops are looking pretty good right now. Uh, Last report from the uh, state says about 60% of the wheat and soybeans, or at least the soybeans and corn, are at uh, average or above average. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the weather and its effects so far uh, through the first part of this uh, planting season, growing season, and uh, how it's helped or hurt our crops. Yeah, certainly. So it's um, it, it's been an interesting spring, uh, it's certainly an interesting start to our growing season here. Uh, one of the things that certainly the biggest topic for us uh, locally across Ohio and really much of the eastern Corn Belt is just how dry, uh, how dry of a start that we got. Um, 
April, May, very, very dry conditions across the state, uh, rapid onset of drought conditions uh, across all of Ohio. I know in extension and, and with the College of Food, Ag and Environmental Sciences, we enacted the rapid response team uh, just just to get out ahead of it as, as we saw, you know, conditions rapidly change. You know, we had some very low relative humidities, uh, if you recall, back in the earlier part of June and May. Uh, down, you know, close to 15 to 16 percent relative humidity, kind of unheard of, right, for early, early um, um, uh, June conditions. How does the uh, humidity play a part in that in that in those early stages of emergence for corn and soybeans? Yeah, certainly. I, and there's a lot of evidence and a good recent paper that that's that looks at the impact of, of things like heat whether it's dry or heat when it's wet. Obviously, if you don't have moisture limiting conditions, then the crops like the heat, right? They like the warmer temperatures, not the extreme heat, obviously, when they have to start conserving. You know, but as far as that relative humidity being low, it just means that the atmosphere, we, we think of the atmosphere as being thirsty. Uh, it wants that that water and so it seeks out that water in essence and you can really get a lot of strong evaporation from the surface any of the surface water our lakes uh, and that starts to dry up your soil moisture and of course that's going to impact uh, seeds that are sitting in the ground right if you're not getting that moisture on those seeds that, that we got planted then you can start having some issues where things are sitting there a little bit longer than you want to and of course we had some of those reports you know for the for the um uh, this spring across ohio you know, basically, with the humidity low and very little precipitation, it, it's amazing to me that the crops actually got out of the ground. There, there have been a few replants here in the Buckeye State. Having talked with Alan Davis, our expert, if you will, when it comes to uh, crop insurance, but uh, you're saying the entire state is basically in they it was in a drought condition. Where, where do we stand today as we enter July? Yeah, so uh, l l I'd like to answer, kind of talk about that first part, you know, surprisingly in terms of the crops getting to the moisture. Um, I think we heard frequently, yeah, we were really losing that soil moisture at the top, the surface moisture, but there was plenty of moisture still sitting down there below. And so what we were needing, right, uh, was just enough moisture to get those seeds emerged and get those roots down to that deeper moisture. If you recall, we had a pretty soggy March, especially across the southern half of the state. And so there was soil moisture still there. We were just waiting for those crops to get a little boost to get down there and get to it. Uh, but as far as, you know, we... we we kind of maxed out at about 78% of the state in mid-June, uh, seeing at least moderate drought conditions. Um, of course, once we kind of enacted our rapid response team, we had some really heavy rainfall fall across portions of central, west central, central, and then southeastern Ohio. Uh, upwards of six inches in Fairfield County and everywhere in Fairfield oh, County wow. seems to be in that five to six inch range just over the last two weeks of June. Uh, so we've seen some improvement. We've backed down to about 30 percent of the state heading into July, still in moderate drought conditions. Um, our worst counties are up in the Youngstown, Canton, Akron area. Uh, where they've seen about the fifth driest two-month period, the last two-month period on record. We had some spotty rains toward the end of June in northwest Ohio, especially in Williams and northern Fulton. But if you go down to places like Putnam County, for instance, still very dry uh, there. 
Um, and then in southwest Ohio, toward the end of June, we've we've seen an, kind of an increase in drought conditions in the Cincinnati area, south of Dayton. Um, so those are starting to expand back into the region as well. And so I, I really expect we'll ebb and flow um, throughout you know the upcoming uh, month or so. But there is some at least marginal good hope or good good news uh, on the horizon there. Well, let's talk about that good news. What do you see forecast-wise over the next 30 days? And then let's talk about an extended forecast that would possibly go out to 90 days as we look into harvest season. Yeah, absolutely. So when we started to transition around the mid mid part of June, we got lucky with some of the, the rainfall uh, falling here in Ohio. Of course, conditions really deteriorated across Illinois and Indiana. Uh, but we've caught some of those rains outside of those three areas I talked about before. And we see that pattern continuing through uh, into the, the for, you know, um, as we head into July, the first part of July here, another week in the forecast where it looks like a pretty significant amount of rainfall, a little bit more scattered in nature. We're, we're kind of transitioning. You know, the other thing about this spring so far is how cool it's been. Uh, growing degree days have been about 100 uh, growing degree days less than normal or a little bit more in southeastern Ohio. Uh, but we're going to start seeing a little bit more of that heat and humidity, and that's going to give us more opportunities for showers and storms as we head into the first part of July. Uh, right now, the outlooks for July look about average temperature wise um, and about average precip wise. You know, during the month of July, we still should see about an inch of rain, give or take, per week um, across the entire state. And so that's, we're, we're really right now, the forecast looks like we're going to hold that. And again, these areas that are dry though, um, you know, summertime often doesn't offer the opportunity to make up soil moisture. Uh, it's warmer. Uh, moisture is evaporating the, from the surface pretty readily. Um, and so you need at least an inch a week just to, to stay put, right, just to get enough water uh, on the crops uh, because we can get into evaporation rates where we're losing about a quarter of an inch, maybe three-tenths of an inch of water from the surface per day in our fields. And so we need at least an inch of rain just to maintain status quo. You know, let's talk a little bit more about this average uh, moisture and average heat. That should bode well for our uh, wheat harvest, right? Yeah, I think so. I think there were, there's been some questions in terms of during grain fill and things for wheat uh, when we were dry. We certainly saw some um, advanced fields in terms of harvesting across the south a little bit, maybe early uh, a week or so. Uh, not quite there uh, as we head into that you know, first week of July, not quite there across the central and northern portions of the state, but we're really close, right? Uh, the other thing, too, because it's been dry, um, relatively little disease, right? Little disease, little insect pressure across the state. We're hearing from all the specialists, uh, maybe a little bit more spider mites when it gets dry and things like that. But we've not really seen, you know, things like head scab in the wheat and that sort of thing, according to, uh, you know, Pierce Paul over here at Ohio State. So that's all, you know, boating pretty well. Of course, now you've got to get, you know, those breaks in the rainfall uh, to, in order to get out there and, and harvest that wheat, too. So let's talk about the Canadian wildfires. I mean, sure. that uh, the conditions and, and that environment that has changed out there, how is that affecting our crops when it comes to the aspect of getting enough sunlight or, you know, is it are they adverse conditions that it 
keeps things from growing or it helps them grow, protects them from direct sunlight? I mean, let's talk about those weather benefits on our crops. Yeah, certainly. So, yeah, it, it, it was a very dry uh, season across almost all of Canada. Um, Western Canada had its driest spring, less than 50% falling across the eastern areas. Uh, wildfires being sparked, you know, by lightning and some other events as well, more human, direct human caused. And because of this abnormally weird flow that we've had out of the north, we've had plenty of smoke, lots of smoke coming down. Uh, the latest here in the last week of June sort of had a system move through Michigan, pull a lot of smoke down, and then we had high pressure sitting over the top of us, which really keeps the air sinking and, and allowed that smoke to come all the way down to the surface. And we had very, you know, poor air quality. Obviously, when you've got that much smoke in the in, in the sky, that's going to limit the amount of solar radiation that's being intercepted by the leaves, right, of our soybeans and by the, the corn leaves, uh, obviously. Uh, you know, plants, you, you don't want too much and you don't want too little, right? There's a good sweet spot when it comes to sunlight, obviously. And plants can turn their leaves to, to get more perpendicular or more parallel to the sun ray uh, to absorb that energy. Uh, but overall, you know, you, you can see some yield, uh, some yield potential decrease in in soybeans with a little bit of lack of of that um you know sunlight that, that that's coming through the direct solar radiation it's more diffuse it's kind of scattered out a bit that's why our sunrises and sunsets have been you know really orange right ball up in the sky because that it's kind of being deflected a little bit um, but there can be benefits too especially with the cooler season you can extend that season a little longer um, so, so it's kind of a mixed bag in terms of the impacts on crops. Uh, a lot of it will depend, obviously, on the rest of the season, how much more wildfire smoke we see, how much moisture we're going to see. Uh, certainly with the heat that's going to come on, we would expect it, right? We're getting into July. We would expect more heat. Uh, as long as we've got the moisture, then the crops are going to do pretty well and probably respond pretty well. I think what we've seen so far is, you know, as corn starts to tassel, a lot of reports of shorter corn, right? Uh, not quite as tall as usual, um, which, you know, doesn't necessarily affect pollination. There, You know, you can have good pollination even with shorter corn and stands like that. But uh, certainly sunlight is one of the factors. I guess that's the bottom line. It's one of the factors, but it's not the only factor. And I don't think it's time to panic because we've had, you know, quite a bit more smoke in, in our skies. Now, it's very unhealthy. It's unhealthy to breathe. A lot of pollutants in that air, really fine particles that get into our bloodstream that, that we can't, it's really hard to, to protect against that. And of course, that can impact farmer health across the state as well. So before we let you go, let's look at that extended forecast going into harvest season. I mean, what do you see over the next 90 days? Yeah, so um, you're, you're going to hear a lot, if you've not already, about El Nino. Uh, that just means sea surface temperatures in the tropical Pacific are warmer than average. And all of our sea surface temperatures are very warm. We've got record highs across the North Atlantic. And all these things, over time, they start to impact the weather patterns. Now, summertime is usually not the time where we see big impacts in our weather. But during El Nino conditions in summer, based on historical observations, um, our summers tend to be across all of the agricultural belt, a little bit cooler in that July, August, September timeframe. And if anything, a little bit wetter in July, August, and September. And that's some of the, the hope that I was alert, alluding to earlier, right? That we'll maintain the moisture throughout the upcoming three month period, July, August, and September. 
Then as we head into the later portion of the year, El Nino tends to have a much stronger impact on our weather in the wintertime, late fall, winter here in Ohio. And it typically, it dries us out. So we start getting dry, certainly for the wintertime. But I would expect, you know, looking at the forecast, I think we're going to have some decent weather, uh, decent windows of opportunity, I would think, uh, heading into the fall for harvest. The only thing we want to avoid with some slow starts in some areas and replant, of course, is an early freeze, right? So we don't want any September freezes. I think we really need to get into mid to late October so that we can get that corn uh, all the way through its black layer and, and maturity. So that right now is what I'm looking at, probably close to average, I would say, July through September. If anything, leaning a little bit wetter than average and a little bit cooler than average uh, for the next three months. That actually sounds like a really good forecast, too, for those who want to uh, maybe double crop soybeans after wheat harvest. So, yeah, things are looking good so far, so good. And and hopefully we can get that condition, if you will, in Canada solved. If, uh, you know, I don't know how else to say that, but uh, hopefully those wild wildfires will come under control in Canada and reduce the effects that it's having on our environment and, of course, our crops here in the Buckeye State. Aaron, I want to thank you for joining us. Aaron Wilson, meteorologist from The Ohio State University. Great go-to guy here on In Ohio Country today. Aaron, once again, if people want more information, uh, you've got a website, you've got an email address you could send them to. Yeah, absolutely. So Wilson.1010 at osu.edu. Uh, and also our state climatologist, our state climate office uh, website, climate.osu.edu monthly and quarterly climate summaries get all this information just sign up through our email and it'll, we'll deliver it directly to you so a lot of resources out there so please reach out and we'll have a link to that as well at our site at inohiocountry.com aaron wilson has been our guest aaron thank you so very much for joining us it's been my pleasure dan thank you and we'll be back with more in ohio country today right after this Our farm department is committed to providing ag professionals the products, coverages, and peace of mind needed to run a successful operation. With our home office located in the heart of farm country, many of us have first-hand experience when it comes to farming, and we know how to take out the risk. Under one policy, we can provide total protection of your investment, from your home and barns, to your equipment and livestock. We also provide an outstanding equine coverage, from a homeowner with a single horse, to a professional breeder and everything in between. Come join us and experience the Salina difference. Salina Insurance Group. For more information, be sure to check them out on the web at salinainsurance.com. That's salinainsurance.com. Devin Dye from Dye Real Estate Land Company, your area leader in land auctions, invites you to another great land auction opportunity. 61 acres in Rush Township, located in Champaign County, offered in three tracks. Track two is 18 plus acres, a beautiful track that includes partial woods, offering a variety of developing options. Track three is a little over three tenths of an acre, perfect for residential development and track one, the largest of the three tracks at 42 acres. And once again, combined with the other two tracks, offers you 61 total acres. Don't miss this great land auction opportunity, July 18th at the Woodruff Farm, 3143 East US Highway 36 in Urbana, Ohio. Online bidding is also available. 
Die Real Estate and Land Company is your area leader in land auctions. For more information, go to dierealestate.com. That's dierealestate.com. Bushida Creek Steaks, naturally delicious, antibiotic, and hormone-free. From fresh, grass-and-grain-fed, free-to-roam cattle, Bushida Creek is a family-owned and operated 210-acre free-range ranch right here in Ohio. And we take the time to custom-fit your order to exactly what you want for steaks, roasts, hamburger, pet treats, gifts, freezer boxes, and much more. Check us out on the web at PushitaCreekSteaks.com. That's PushitaCreekSteaks.com. Dad's Toy Shop invites you to the 19th Annual RC Fun Run, part of the Wapakoneta Summer Moon Fest, Saturday, July 22nd. Fun for kids and adults. The RC Fun Run is the largest gathering of RC cars and trucks in the area. Contests, door prizes, and more for all radio-controlled cars and trucks, on-road, off-road, electric, or nitro. The 19th Annual RC Fun Run. Stop in the Dad's Toy Shop in downtown Wapakoneta today or check us out on the web at dadstoyshop.com. What's up guys, Nick here with Midway Trailers and Rodoc Leasing and Sales. Today we're going to talk about the Wilson Ranch Hand models. So as you can see, Wilson has two different models in their Ranch Hand. They got the punch side and they have the slat side over there. The punch side right here is their classic fit. You'll see these all over the road. They come standard with the running boards, the 12K jack. This is a side pattern N. They have probably about eight different punches for the Ranch Hands that we can customize. As far as the slat side over there, it's a double walled slat, so it, there's no welds or anything. That's what makes the Wilson different from the other brands. And on the slat side, you can only get the cattle, which is the top two five inch vents, or the cattle hog, which will put one vent down at the bottom, about a two inch vent. But when we go inside these things, uh, you can kind of see the different cut gates. Uh, on the ranch hand model, we got three different cut gates. You can get a full swing. You can get a full swing with the inner slide and then you can get a full swing with a half inner swing there, about a 40 inch swing. And also a really popular second gate option is the floating gate. And what that does is you can pull four pins out and you can adjust the gate to about anywhere you want to. Typically I put them about 12 feet of adjustability and then they have a storage up at the front just in case you need a real big compartment. You can push it all the way to the nose. Um, this one right here is a pretty standard model. Uh, this is what you'll see like kind of in stock at guys dealerships uh, it's two cut gates but it's pretty plain jane we put extra two lights on here but this slat side right here we really customized that one the nose is typically mill finished but we did a black finished nose we put a light every 24 inches and we put it top and bottom uh, we put an electric jack on there a 12k jack we upgraded to aluminum rims and then that one has two interior cut gates also so also with the Wilsons, the fact that they're not welded, you're not going to get any upright posts or anything. So they're super easy to clean. They're smooth interior walls. We do uh, .110 on the ranch hands as far as thickness of the floor. You can get corrugated and you can get flat. Both of those wash out perfectly fine. The flat floor, I mean, you wash it out, use a broom, and it's clean. The corrugated is a little bit tougher. You might have to shovel a little bit, use your back. But And then also on the ranch hands, as far as protecting the back uh, door, they do run a 17-inch skid plate on the back there. So if you're getting in and out of pastures or going in and out of fields or farms with dips and stuff like that, you won't rip your back bumper off. And then on the back, so I don't understand why more manufacturers don't make it standard. Wilson has a really cool slam latch. I mean, when you're in a hurry, you just whip that thing shut and it will close and it won't pop back open. 
So you can reach us here at Midway at 419-394-4408 or online at midwaytrailers.net or rodoc.com. Uh, actually, when we were down in Louisville, an old wise farmer, he came up to me one time and he said, you can't beat a Wilson because they rivet all their posts and it's not welded. And then also, if you're hauling some pretty good steers and everything like that, do not buy an aluminum livestock trailer from a company that, that doesn't make a cattle pot. Rodak and Midway Trailers are your source for Wilson Livestock Trailers. Reliable, lightweight, and durable, Wilson Livestock Trailers are your best value year after year. With attention to animal and operator safety, Wilson offers biosecurity and features more attuned to the needs and concerns of today's livestock haulers. Remember Rodak and Midway Trailers for sales and service of Wilson Livestock Trailers, with three locations to serve you in Delphus, St. Mary's, and Dayton. It's a humble idea. Use a biological process to turn a plant into a power source. From that idea came the first Poet Refinery. One biorefinery in one town turned into 27 facilities in 27 towns, creating new local jobs, producing hundreds of millions of gallons of ethanol, and providing renewable products around the world. Suddenly, that one little idea seems a whole lot bigger. See the world differently with Poet. Tough is cutting through five inch thick brush. Tough is Rhino Egg. Available at your local Apple Farm service. Flex wing, multi-spindle, single spindle, and boom mowers. Rhino has an entire lineup of tough cutting machines for your farm, pasture, woods, or property. Stop by your local Apple Farm service to learn which Rhino Tough Mower is meant for you. Dad's Toy Shop invites you to the 19th Annual RC Fun Run, part of the Wapakoneta Summer Moon Fest, Saturday, July 22nd. Fun for kids and adults, the RC Fun Run is the largest gathering of RC cars and trucks in the area. Contests, door prizes, and more for all radio-controlled cars and trucks, on-road, off-road, electric, or nitro. The 19th Annual RC Fun Run. Stop in the Dad's Toy Shop in downtown Wapakoneta today or check us out on the web at dadstoyshop.com. Hi, I'm Alan Davis, and here at Alan Davis Insurance, we strive to be your solutions provider. As a business owner and an active farmer, I know the challenges firsthand that you face to run your business and your farm. Give us a call, 419-738-7447, for your auto, home, life, farm, commercial, crop, and financial services. Or check us out on the web at allendavisinsurance.com. That's going to do it for this week's edition of In Ohio Country Today. I'm Big Dan Wilson, and our radio program, our TV show, and our podcast are all designed to offer news and information about the agricultural industry. Here in the Buckeye State, we celebrate farming and farming families. And for more information, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and any of your favorite podcast stations. And once again, don't miss our award-winning TV show, seen weekly on a station near you. Once again, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. That's inohiocountry.com. Have a good day, everybody.